Welcome to the Candid Comms podcast. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you thrive in internal communication, you're in the right place. I'm your host, international communication consultant, trainer and mentor, Rachel Miller. Through this podcast, I'll share my experience with you so you can increase your skills, knowledge and confidence on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome to the show. On this week's episode, we are focusing on how to start out in internal communication. And I've chosen this topic because I've received inquiries from three listeners who've asked me to tackle this topic. So I'm delighted to do that today. And as ever, you will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do, and one thing to think about. Are you ready? Let's get started. How do you start out in the world of internal communication? If you're listening to this because you're thinking about being an internal communicator, that's brilliant because it means that you are looking for advice and guidance to help you. Most internal communicators describe their route into internal comms as a happy accident or I fell into internal comms. You hear that a lot. The Institute of Internal Communication, IOIC, has been running a campaign in 2021 called hashtag I chose IC, which I think is lovely. And they're doing a really fantastic job in trying to help students and graduates think about internal communication very intentionally as a career choice. And they're sharing all sorts of stories from professional communicators who are describing their career pathways and their career journeys that led them to choose internal communication. I'll include a link in the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast to that series of articles. It's really lovely and really interesting to read through. So what do you need to know to become an internal communicator? I remember discovering internal comms and being amazed that the profession existed because I'd never heard of it. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that I began my career as a journalist and I spent four years working in newsrooms. And that's a fairly typical route for internal communicators. There's lots of us around who started out in the world of journalism and then moved into corporate or internal communication. But what if that's not you? What if you're working in marketing or PR or HR or a completely different discipline or maybe you're studying you're a student, but you have a sense that you want to work in internal communication. Loving your thinking, (laughs) let me say that. I think the choice to work in internal comms is a really good one. For me, I was looking for a new job and I didn't know what to do. I knew I didn't want to continue doing what I was doing, particularly on regional newspapers. And I remember searching and looking online and I was looking at monster.co.uk and read.co.uk, which are recruitment websites here in the UK. And I remember typing in all the things I loved doing, which is a really good thing to do when you're looking for a new job. So I remember writing that I liked editing and writing and interviewing people. And this job appeared on the screen for an internal communications executive. And I thought, I don't know what that is. I'd never heard of internal communication. And ironically, I remember 
I had actually been exposed to internal comms, but not realised. So we used to have an in-house publication at the newspaper that always confused me that there was an in-house publication for journalists. And I didn't ever really think about where it came from or who was responsible for it. But comms friends, I clearly now know that was internal communication and there was somebody or a team of people focused on helping journalists feel connected. So I discovered the world of internal comms and it was such a steep learning curve for me because it drew on all the things I loved doing, which is what attracted me to the role in particular. But there were so many things that I had no idea about. So much jargon. I remember that job advert talking about channels and stakeholders. And I remember thinking, I don't know what that is, but I'm confident that I can do the other bits and I'm sure I can learn the rest. Something which has been such a common theme for me throughout my internal communication career is every time I've got stuck, every time I haven't known what something is, like terminology or jargon, there are people around to support you. There are people who are so willing to share their knowledge and are really generous with their knowledge. I've benefited so much from being curious and asking questions and I'm yet to find somebody who hasn't helped me. I think one thing to really know is to build your network. No other internal communicators. There are various ways you can do that. We are spoilt for choice. I'm going to share a few with you today. So I mentioned the Institute of Internal Communication, IOIC. I'm a fellow of the Institute and also a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, CIPR. These are both global organisations who are headquartered here in the UK, but they're reach goes around the world. IOIC have a really fantastic network for people who are new into internal comms and it's called FutureNet. I've written about it on my All Things I See blog. I'll include a link in the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. And I love the fact that that network exists. It's to encourage and support and equip brand new internal communicators with the skills they need, with the knowledge they need, with advice they need, and creating that network of peers, which is so valuable. CIPR has a sector group called CIPR Inside. So it's the Chartered Institute of Public Relations Inside Group. And it's run by a team of volunteers who are all in-house internal communicators or internal communication consultants. It's a lovely mix within that group of volunteers. And CIPR Inside do events and they do, oh my gosh, they do all sorts. Whether you're a member or not, you can tap into communities like this. Very often you'll find that IOIC or CIPR, and there's other ones available as well. There's the International Association of Business Communicators, IABC. If you're based in America, then the Public Relations Society of America, PRSA, Employee Comms Group is the one for you. They're fantastic. I spoke at their conference back in 2019 in Phoenix and Arizona really, really lovely group of people, really passionate internal communicators. That's PRSA, employee comms. I will share links to all of these things that I'm saying. So if you are out for a run at the moment or walking the dog or in the bath, then don't worry. All of this information is going to be in the show notes for you. So don't worry about making copious notes. These communities are wonderful. There's also PRCA, which is the Public Relations and Communication Association, But for the niche of internal comms, I think you can't go too far wrong with IOIC, CIPR inside, and also the PRSA. Now, the truth is, when I'm asked about these sorts of groups, and 
I pay for my own memberships now as a self-employed person. But for years, I had memberships paid for me by my employer. And when I'm asked whether they're worth joining, I always say you get out what you put in. So if you know that there are events going on and you don't choose to go into any events or enter any awards or join any conversations online, you're not really putting anything into it. So you're probably not going to get a lot out of it. I volunteered for years with various groups such as CIPR Inside or judging awards or speaking at conferences and events. The more you put in, the more you get out would be my advice. If you're looking to choose one particular group to join, think about what do they offer and what can you offer? It has to be that two-way partnership. There's also opportunities like Icology, which is run by my friend Chuck Ghost and Kristen Hancock over in the US, and they are fantastic. So Icology was a podcast for years. There are many brilliant podcasts for internal communicators, and I'll share a list with you. I collated a list at the end of 2020, so I'll share that list in the show notes as well so you can find that. And Icology has now expanded. It was just Chuck a few years back. He's been doing it for years, and I really enjoy listening to his podcast. Now it's a whole community, and I've chosen to join the Icology community online. And it's like-minded people working in internal communication around the globe coming together to share advice and guidance with each other. That's a great network to join, particularly if you want to move into internal comms and you want to see under the hood and see what internal communicators are doing day to day and what the reality is like for them. Again, I'll include a link for that in the show notes. So we've got IYC, we've got CIPR, we've got PRSA, we've got all sorts. But you can also join conversations online and I encourage you to do this and be very visible. If you want to work in internal communication and you want to build your network, if you're submitting your CV to someone and maybe you have PR experience or marketing or HR experience, you don't have any internal comms experience, what happens when a recruiter searches your name? Imagine if a recruiter searched your name and you popped up in their search results because you joined a conversation online about internal communication, I'm guessing that would go in your favor. So have a look on LinkedIn. There's lots of groups on LinkedIn. There's constant conversations and threads on LinkedIn. Look at the hashtags. Look at hashtag internal communication, hashtag internal comms, hashtag comms hero is a great one to be aware of on Twitter. For the Asif Chowdhury and the team at Resource, they have brilliant conversations going on, constantly calling out people who are doing wonderful things in the world of internal comms. There's comms 2.0. There's a whole number of communities and conversations going on online. Look up these people, follow these people, start to work out loud yourself and start to join conversations. CIPR Inside do a book club, which is hashtag IC book club. And that happens every six to eight weeks. So my advice always is to show up when you don't need something. So the worst thing to do, and I know you won't do this comms friends, but the worst thing to do would be to be looking for a job and you've never given back. You've never been visible online and you suddenly pop up and you get quite demanding online. Now that's not going to go down very well with anybody. My advice is to show up when you don't need something. So just show up and add value. 
share your view, add your voice to discussions about internal communication online. Make sure, if this is on Twitter, for example, that your profile shows that you are interested in internal communication. And there's a link there, perhaps to your LinkedIn or perhaps to a website if you have one where you're using the right terminology and you're using the right hashtags. So when people are searching or they're searching for your name, if you're applying for jobs, you start to pop up in these sorts of conversations. So showing up and adding value is always the right thing to do. And then when you are looking for a job, you can start to say that, but get known, get known within the internal comms community by adding value and sharing your thoughts. I hope that's useful. Do let me know what you think. You can tweet me at all things I see. If you have any other advice about how to start out within the world of internal communication, it is very much about not just what you know, but who you know. And who you know, I've given you lots of ideas there of how to start to get to know people who are working in internal communication. The second thing for us to think about today is what can you do if you want to work? in internal communication. I would encourage you to join conversations. I would encourage you to make sure that your profile online shows that you're interested in working in internal communication. But how do you make that transition from what you're doing now to what you want to do in future? Regular listeners of the Candid Comms podcast will know that I'm a fan of the profession map from the Institute of Internal Communication. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes. The reason I like it is because it very clearly shows on a page, this is what good looks like when it comes to being an internal communicator. These are the skills you need. These are the behaviours you need. So if you know you want to work in internal communication, use the profession map to spot your gaps. Or maybe if you're helping somebody else who wants to move into internal comms, do this as an exercise with them. Do a bit of skills mapping. And that sounds really posh, but it's really not. So if you're looking at the profession map and you can see that the professional areas what we need to know the knowledge and our expertise or our skills includes things like influencing and advising strategy planning and business acumen understanding people and cultures there's all sorts in there creating and curating content and conversations channel and community management and conducting research measuring and demonstrating value there's lots and lots of chunky topics in there but just take one So maybe understanding people and cultures, for example. If you had to do that on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself where one is pretty poor, I think I need improvement, and 10 is, yeah, total subject matter expert in this. Encourage you to do that exercise. Have a look through and think of those core areas, the six core professional areas. How would you rate yourself? How would you rank yourself? And then you can identify what your gaps are. Around the outside of that model are behaviours that you need to have. And there's some awesome words on there about being empathetic, creative, trustworthy, curious, which I love. You need to be able to listen, you need to be challenging, you need to be adaptable. These are fantastic behaviours. However, they're not unique to internal communication. So if you want to move into internal comms, I would encourage you to look at the profession map and then run your LinkedIn profile against it. Run your CV against it. If this is what we're all using to recruit to our internal communication teams, and lots of my clients are doing this, and lots of my comms friends and clients are writing job descriptions, drawing out the six core professional areas, for example, then make sure 
that you're mirroring that language. Lots of these are transferable skills. If you've been working in any discipline, I'm certain that you will have elements of your existing role that you could apply to this model, to this profession map. It might be that you don't have a depth of knowledge in perhaps influencing and advising or maybe understanding people and cultures. But doing that exercise and knowing where your gaps are, I think is really important thing to do because then you can make a plan. And if you think, well, on a page, if I work as an internal communicator, there's an expectation that I know these six areas, but actually I don't think I'm very good at certain ones. Then you know what to read about. Then you know what to learn about. Then you can find a course, I'm sure, to help equip you to bridge those gaps. I hope that's really helpful. All of that will be in the show notes. I'll put it at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast so you can see the profession map. You can therefore run your own exercise and do that as an exercise to really be clear in terms of, I want to be an internal communicator. These are the skills that the industry body says that I need. That's me calling IOIC the industry body, but it's the most niche. It's designed to support us. Everything else has brilliant networks and communities which are part of a wider PR mix, but IOIC is the home for internal communication. It has been for years. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I will leave you with one thing to think about. See you in a moment. friends I have a special offer for you because you are a listener of the candid comms podcast you can save 10% off my range of online masterclasses if you're just starting out then how to be an internal communicator is the course for you if you're about to start a new internal comms role then my how to create a 90-day plan will support you in your first three months perhaps you're thinking about becoming a comms consultant If so, my How to Be a Comms Consultant Exploration Masterclass is the one you need. All of the courses can be found at allthingsic.thinkific.com and simply use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. And I hope to see you inside one of those masterclasses very soon. Welcome back. In the final part of today's episode, I'm going to share something to think about. And what I want you to think about is asking for help. I've benefited so much in my career from just asking for help. It gets to a point where you do all of your research online, you devour as many blog posts as you can or podcasts that you can, but you can't be talking to somebody who understands what it's like to be an internal communicator. I've had mentors for years. Sometimes this has been formal. It's through things like the IOIC mentoring scheme or CIPR mentoring scheme. And sometimes it's been informal. When I worked in-house at Visa back in the mid-noughties, I asked my boss's boss to be my mentor. And I learned so much from him. I really enjoyed hearing Jeremy's view on the world and understanding how he saw the world. And he was so much more senior than I could even imagine but listening to the reality of what was going on in the organisation, the conversations he was hearing, and therefore how it trickled down into my workflows and what I was working on was endlessly fascinating to me. I encourage you to think about finding a mentor. And there are various schemes in place 
through the industry bodies that I've mentioned, or if you see people online who are doing something that you think are really curious to know more, get in touch with them. If you see in-house internal communicators sharing their stories on a platform like mine or somebody else's, and you think they've done a really good job and you're curious about what they've done, be respectful of their time. But I would encourage you to get in touch and say, I'm really interested about what you've done. I'm starting out in the world of internal comms or I want to move into internal comms. Would you mind if we had a 15 minute conversation or a half an hour conversation? I bet you they wouldn't say no, but be, do be respectful of, of people's times as I know that you will. There are various opportunities online where you can learn from other people and see a glimpse into the world of what they're doing, whether that's a formal mentoring process, whether that's reading people profiles, whether it's listening to internal comms podcasts where people are being interviewed. If you want to work in internal communication, something to think about is where can you go to ask for help? The reason I find this really helpful and I mentor a lot of people professionally now through all things I see and I also mentor a brilliant lady called Melissa through the IOYC mentoring scheme. I've been a mentor with them for a number of years and I'm loving our conversations. I learn so much every time Melissa and I talk. She's one of the very first people that I spoke to back at the start of 2021 to share and say that I was going to be relaunching my podcast. And she was so encouraging. A mentoring relationship for me is a two-way relationship where I learn as much as I'm sure she's learning from our interactions. So have a look online. Have a, I'll share some resources with you in the show notes in terms of the mentoring schemes that are available. So you could have a look into that, whether that's a formal partnership or an informal partnership. I hope that's really helpful to start you off in your journey to think about how to be an internal communicator. I'll share some more resources and articles that I've published on my All Things I See blog in the show notes. I've got all sorts of interviews in there with people who have moved into internal comms and I've blogged about how to start out in internal comms, what do you need to know, what are the skills that you need, all sorts. All of that will be found in the show notes and I'll link to them via allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. The final thing I want to leave you with is to recommend my How to Be an Internal Communicator online masterclass. That course has been designed and written to share insights into everything that we've talked about today. It helps you get to grips with the reality of working and internal communication and it will set you up for success, whether that's for yourself or whether it's for somebody in the, your team, you want them to have a really good understanding of what on earth is internal comms? How does it work? Why is it important? What's the difference between internal communication and internal communications? It's all in there. You can find all my courses at allthingsic.thinkific.com. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much to the three listeners who asked me to cover this topic today. I hope you found this episode really useful to answer some of those questions that you shared with me. Do get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at All Things I See, on Instagram, Rachel All Things I See. I'm on LinkedIn at Rachel Miller. Or do get in touch via allthingsic.com. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.